You're listening to another film podcast where three friends watch a movie and discuss and debate it. Get ready for some hot takes, some non sequiturs, and a lot of banter. And as always, there will be spoilers. Roll pop! My name is Colin, and I recently watched the Furiosa trailer, and it fucking ripped. Yes. Yeah. It really is. Can we just talk about that trailer for the rest of the podcast? <laughs> I would not be opposed. It's so fucking sick. I cannot wait. I I I mentioned so peek behind the curtain for listener. We all recently watched this because it just dropped before we started recording. I recently, as as, you mean like ten minutes ago. Yeah, like literally 10 minutes ago, (laughs) because as soon as we all hopped on the Zoom, I was like, hey, have you guys seen this trailer that just dropped minutes ago? And they said no. And I was like, all right, everybody, let's pause and go watch it. (laughs) So we all watched it independently on a Zoom call and then freaked out about it. (laughs) It is relevant to this pod as well, because our first episode is Mad Max. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So I think our first was Mad Max. One of our first, if not the actual first. And in the middle of an action trilogy. Uh, mm, only instead true. of in Britain, it's in a British colony. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. uh, it does look absolutely incredible, and I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, my name is Matt, and I watched the fin- series finale of Attack on Titan. Ooh, I was really hoping... And it was, it was good. I thought you were going to say the same thing, and I was kind of expecting it that when you said something legitimate i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you know we're gonna spend 10 more minutes talking about the furiosa trailer because i did just watch that and it was great (laughs) what else are we gonna say um i in terms of watching things i recently what's your name who are you tierney and i recently uh i've started a lot of things here's one I started watching James Bond No Time to Die last night, but then I got too tired. I had to stop it, and I can't wait to finish it because I fucking love that movie. I you've, heard you've seen James it before, Brown, right? James Brown. <laughs> no Time to Die, and I was like, is this a documentary? James Bond. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no, James Bond. You've uh, seen it before, right? Yeah, I saw it twice in theaters. Oh, that's right. That's and I right. saw it with you. Yeah. I saw it with T-Girl. When I'm, right. She melted. Yeah, she melted. when I that's melted right. out of the it's seat. All- and it's all coming back hear, to me. I stopped. Yeah, I could hear her body dribbling on the ground, <laughs> turning into a puddle. I stopped at the part. It was like right when they find out that uh, that the thing can can jump from related genes, and then mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> thinking about when he finds out he's a father, and I became an invertebrate sack. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when you? Ana de Armas was in that movie for like 10 minutes and, and it was like it? the dopest 10 minutes of that entire movie <laughs> and I, I was like it. just make Ana de Armas bond just fucking do it it's fine it's okay yeah, it will be, be okay <laughs> like... um, speaking of other British action movies another uh, I should say speaking of other British action movies with a handsome leading handsome actors uh, this week I also watched, spies. yeah, Kingsman Two: The Golden Circle, and in a mm-hmm. true agent of chaos for trilogies, 
I chose the middle <laughs> of the trilogy. Um, but watching you sure this, did. I actually regretted not choosing this for my trilogy because I enjoy these movies a lot more than Edgar Wright. What are these movies? Let me tell you. Uh, Kingsman 2 Golden Circle came out in 2017. It stars Colin Firth, Mark Strong, uh, Taron Egerton, and your boy, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> most importantly pedro pascal also just quick sidebar i was adjusting my volume and on my computer when i hit the volume it like pops up whatever i was listening to most recently on spotify which just happens to be (laughs) oh daddy by fleetwood mac and i was like well that's appropriate because we're about to talk about pedro pascal (laughs) aka king dance 2023 uh, and for listener, I did not choose this specifically because he's in it. I recently watched the first one, and so I wanted to watch the second one because I hadn't seen it since it came out in theaters. So I'm not that crazy. <laughs> that was so bright. Okay, what was... I mean, I did literally have a category in the last season where I just picked it because I was attracted to the lead. Oh, so. that's true. Okay, now I feel... You're like... in safe... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. You're in a safe space it's, here. It's definitely not outside the realm of norm (laughs) yeah thank you for validating me obviously what uh categories and things did you guys have well since this is our spinoff should we talk a little bit about when i can't remember what we did for past lives yeah like why i I chose it so i chose it because it is a stylized action movie um that is also British and features a lot of, in this case, instead of like the who's who of British comedy, it is like the who's who of British acting. Um, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think that I feel like this almost has more style, even though like, I feel like Edgar Wright is the, everybody's like, he's the epitome of action style, but I feel like is Matthew Vaughn directs this, right? Yeah, I, I feel like he has a lot more style to it, and I don't. He probably riffed off of Edgar Wright in some way, but that's why I picked it. So, yeah, I also. I mean, I think it also is like a spy movie that's not really like a spoof of spy movies, but it's like kind of spoof. You know, like I think you know, Shaun of the Dead is like a spoof of zombie movies while also yeah. being a zombie movie. Hot Fuzz is a spoof of like cop action movies while also being know. like an effective is this one. A spoof. I don't like that's I mean, what I'm saying. I don't necessarily I think say it was sir- like a spoof, but I do think that it's like more comedic. Like it's intentionally yeah. more comedic than I think a yes. lot of spy movies are. And like it's a spy comedy. Yeah. Correct. Um and so I, I think that it also has like some shared DNA in that regard as well, where it's like again, not necessarily a spoof, but it's definitely having more fun with the genre tropes yeah. than like a James Bond, which no shade to James Bond. We all like James Bond, but like those are pretty straightforward spy action movies. Whereas this one's just like a fun romp of a spy action movie. It's a borderline spoof. I would say, <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> tiptoeing into the realm of spoof. Uh, I would say it's like John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's not like, it's nowhere close to James, to, um, Austin Powers, which is the spoof right. of James right. Bond, right? Like, it's nowhere in... It's not even remotely in that realm. But I do agree that, like, there are parts of this movie that are... I might be the word we're thinking of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, fine. Um, well... <laughs> and, and I, yeah, I think that is kind of the biggest quality, is that we did, like, yeah, 
horror action comedy crime action comedy sci-fi action comedy and now this is like spy, spy action comedy yeah um but i think for all the same reasons you said too like yeah it's it's a british comedy action movie that has fast edits and tonally feels similar to edgar wright movies um, um but yeah what are the i will say I, I texted you guys <laughs> I made it two minutes into the movie because Tierney is an agent of chaos and I didn't have time to watch the rewatch the first one. I made it two minutes into the first uh, into Golden Circle and I was like, I gotta I gotta pause. I gotta go to YouTube and watch a recap of the first one. <laughs> so. Which is incredible that you needed a recap of all of the heads exploding. I mean, I remember like the high points of the first movie, but there was like like when uh, Charlie shows up. And it's like, oh, yeah, he was in the first one. I was like, was he in the first one? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of, like, the, the smaller parts of the I just okay, remember, clearly, like, the big it, it climax of the end. big an impact on you as it did for me, so. Anyway, I think that that's probably... also f- did just watch, yeah, I was watch say, the first one. That's no, probably fair, but it's... When I say recently, I mean this year. But even before that, I oh, still... Sure. I, like... I love spy movies, and I really enjoyed the first one when i first saw it i thought it was so much fun so i actually yeah. that's where i'm like i wish i picked these because i love the kingsman movies <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway i love the first one i was gonna say should we should we talk about what worked and didn't i i'm gonna try not to just like be a real shithead about <clears throat> Feel my free. opinions on this movie but uh i do think this is a mess uh and i think it's all nars from me oh wow i i would say it's a nar for emotional connection and i think i've got a lot of opinions on that (laughs) and i think a lot of it has to do with the story and plot uh and then i think the visuals also suffer from all those elements kind of never being quite uh as refined as the first one where i love the first one i think the first one's genuinely like a really well-crafted funny and also just like tight action-packed movie and i think this one's kind of all over the place and i remember not being super keen on it when i saw it in theaters and uh, i do remember you being a downer about it so that hasn't changed nope uh and i think maybe i like it less even than i remember um but anyway yeah yeah i will i will be slightly less of a downer uh the visuals are a yas for me i think matthew vaughn we can talk a little bit more about it, but I think, like, a Matthew Vaughn action set piece is, like, is very unique. And I think that, like, it, it to me, it is effective in this movie. But the NARS for me would be story, plot, and emotional connection. What? And similar... <clears throat> What is similar guys... to Matt? I, I, Go ahead. I, I, I remember not enjoying this movie when I left the theater, and I haven't seen it since then. And six years later, I think I like this movie less than I did the first time I saw it. So So what I was going to say is, what are you guys going to a spy action movie with? Because I don't go to a spy action movie looking for plot or emotional connection. So 
I mean, you need this one. I think is so absurdly. And here, okay, let uh, me tell you mine bad, first. And, and I was gonna say, let's, let's let let's yeah, let's. Okay. <laughs> so I said uh, I was focusing on the things I enjoyed instead of being a Debbie Downer, uh, and so I was a yes for visuals. Uh, but what I if we a, didn't enjoy anything? <laughs> Sorry, I was I was a yes for music. Uh, Truly okay. fire needle drops in this movie, and y'all can go fuck yourselves if you don't agree. The the prince needle drop in that opening fight is so good. It, they're every single one is good. Also the score, but we can get to this later. Um, and then I will say the last one, and this you guys will probably fight me, but I have a reason: is acting. So I don't necessarily none of the ones you guys picked. <laughs> Well, almost should, gave a nar for acting. Should we? Well. Should we it. start with the categories that Matt and I were nars on, so that we can Fine. at least end on a on a higher note? We can start Fine. a little Debbie Downer, and hopefully Tierney can come Unless to the rescue. Unless you guys bring your Debbie Downer into my stuff, well, go ahead. No prom- no promises. <laughs> um. So I think for starting me, with, so you're starting with me. Well, I, what? I was so I. To answer your question, what am I coming to spy movies for? I think is slightly different than what I'm coming to this specific movie for. Because, like Matt said, I really enjoy the first one. I think the first one is a lot of fun. Um, I think, like, the characters are really engaging in the first one. I really enjoy um, the Taron Edgerton. Is it Edgerton? Egerton? Oh, How do we say Egerton. his name? It's Edgerton. Oh. Great. Well, sorry for <laughs> like, wrong I, in the intro. Egerton. I don't know. Egerton. I think all three of us came at this differently, so we'll see what happens. Apologies your, to Taryn. Yeah. <laughs> your pronunciation made me question, and then I was like, but I don't really know what the pronunciation is. Let's just so. go with Taryn, and then unless one yeah. of us can confirm at some point while we're recording. But I really like his character. Like, I like the the way he gets brought into the world. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Edgerton. I really. Edgerton? Yeah. Like Joel. Yeah, okay. Um, I really enjoy the first movie. And so what I'm coming to this movie for is I want to have fun, primarily, and I want to care about these characters that I enjoy from the first movie. And I just don't really find this movie fun. Like, I think, like, I... (laughs) I texted Matt because I know how much you love this movie, Tierney, and I didn't want to, like, ruin your night. But I texted Matt, and yeah. I was like, I'm not even halfway through this movie, and I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> like, I okay, just I don't like don't it as ha- much as the first one, to be clear. That's sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but I think this one is so, there's just so many parts that I'm kind of like, wait, but why do it this way? Like, there's a lot of me questioning, like, wh- why things are happening and the first one, I don't feel that way. I feel like the first one is, like, laid out in such a way that I'm like, yeah, this is, like, a fun intro to this world, and it's, like, a rags-to-riches story, and it's, like, a father-son story. There's, like, a lot of things going on in the first one of, like, him proving himself and the other students and kind of, like, you know, the moral quandaries of having to maybe kill a dog. It's heavier and more and, intellectual. This is a romp. Yeah, but yeah and i think the romp is like kind of like this wasn't what the first one was why did we have to go this far the other direction um but i think so something colin said when he was like i want to spend time with the characters that i like from the first one i think that's why emotional connection was my first nar because it's like in the first 10 minutes of the movie you blow up a dog 
the girl who he graduated with into the program, the entire mansion. Dumbledore gets like Dumbledore gets a yeah. shot for no reason. It's like, oh hey, Michael all, Gambon's here. No, he's not. <laughs> all the rest of the Kingsmen. And for what? And like a friend, like his friend. It's such a weird, dark opening to then feel like none of the stakes matter for the rest of the movie. And I think it's because there's no ticking clock at, to any of it. Like, it's like all the people that you care about are dead. And so you have the option to investigate how this happened. And then in that quest for answers, they just happen upon Harry again. And it's it feels just like it's like six movies all half written, all stitched together, and none of it really builds in a way that makes any sense or feels fun. Like I think Colin's point is is right. It's like the the version of the so I mean, we can kind of go anywhere in this in this plot because I also don't think it builds that well. But like in just the elements of like a spy movie that are redone in this kind of new Kingsman way, instead of going to like some fancy gala where everyone is dressed in like uh, black tie apparel and James Bond has to like talk to some rich duchess or something, we get a music festival in which he has to finger a girl and insert a tracking device without her knowledge into her body so they could track where she's going. And it's so yucky, and it's so not fun. But and it's James nothing Bond but sequences does the same like thing. That. All he, all they he did, doesn't put a tracking device in. All though, they did was like turn up the volume on what James Bond does, and just I was made say, it more I mean, like, overt. Sure, he, they made it more overt. So all of that you're you're describing is in every James Bond movie. I don't know if he's ever fingered a tracking device into somebody without their knowledge, though. But, I mean, he's definitely Maybe. planted tracking devices on people without their knowledge, and he's definitely hooked up with literally everyone. To, so it's whatever. Like, to sure. advance a case, specifically. Exactly. He'll use yeah. the women. I agree so with you that, like, for I some mean, reason it does feel, like, a little ickier here, but, like, it's, it's supposed not... supposed to be. I think because it's played for laughs. I know, but it's played, like oh let's see if he can do it and like let's hope he does and then there's that slow motion shot of the finger going inside her it's like this is so gratuitous i did have a note where i was like holy shit (laughs) yeah i did forget about that one it is fucking ball like baller to do something like that just like you know what we're just gonna fucking go for it and fuck you i was like okay like fair enough and (laughs) And in the words of Kiki Palmer's impression of Angela Bassett, and for what? And for what? (laughs) And for what? Is my question for that sequence. Um, I... But I... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's... The emotional connection for me is because they, like, really throw everybody out from the first one and then rope in Colin Firth, even though he's the only one that shouldn't be there. It's like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I think the first one, again, I haven't seen it in a while, but the first one definitely feels like it was one movie, like it was conceived as a single movie, whereas I agree this one just feels really disjointed. Like the, like it comes together, but it doesn't feel like these, like the subplot with, like it doesn't feel like Julianne Moore should be, like the villain story, like everything that's happening with like the drug trade 
situation feels like totally unconnected to yeah the other move like the the rest like the spy situation like i understand that like they are connected but it just doesn't feel connected in the same way that like and samuel barely. jackson's character felt like that felt like it was like this makes makes sense for him to be the villain of this movie and for like the things that he's doing as the villain to be driving the rest yeah. of the story whereas like so much of this movie up until basically like the last 30 minutes you're just like why like i get the julianne moore is the villain like and i think she like she's clearly having a good time being the villain yeah but like almost every scene where it goes to her you're just like but why though like what like what does this have to do with everything else that's happening and it really just seems yeah. like she was just like she recruited charlie when he got kicked out of the Kingsman. He got rejected from being in the Kingsman and she just recruited him to be one of her goons. And then like, as a solid to him, (laughs) she was like, all right, I'll destroy the people who you're mad about. And then we can go off on my quest. And I was just like, what people? It's not just the Kingsman. They're doing it all over the world. I mean, the map that she has is just the map of England. Maybe I'm thinking that's of the only different information movie. she hacks. I watched yes. a lot of spy movies this week. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like when she, yeah, so like when they're doing the attack, like there's a giant screen behind her, and it's just yeah. a map of England with like ten targets on it. So it's like okay, the, the her character and like the set pieces around her felt like Paul Bettany's villain in Solo, where you never see him out of that room he's in. Yeah. And it's because they reshot so much that they were just like, this is where you are. This is the only place your character shows up. You don't go anywhere else. You just stay in this room. And she's just always in that diner. She's never even outside. Well, she's not always in the, in the town. Diner. She's basically Doctor always. E- she's in- Dr. Evil, I guess, is a spoof. But, like, the Bond villains, only recently have they moved out of their lairs. I mean, that's a good point. She is a Bond villain in that sense. Um, and she true, literally true. has a yeah. lair. It's it's yeah. almost a part like a beat for beat parallel to a Bond movie. And here's my question: If it wasn't a sequel, okay. if it wasn't a sequel, would you dislike it so much? If this was just a movie that you saw, I think I would still dislike it. I don't know if I would necessarily dislike it as much because, like I said, part of what doesn't work for me is because I'm expecting the first Kingsman, right? And like I. Like, I I know that, like, sequels aren't necessarily always going to give me the exact same thing. And that's okay. But, like, I know what this world is because I have seen the first version of this. And so when I go into this version and it's just like, oh, no, the first one's really fun and this one isn't fun, like, that's going to be a problem. So I, I, I think I would still have a hard time with this movie, even if it wasn't a sequel. Because I do think that, like, it yeah. is still, like, the plot is still... Dis, like a disjointed mess and it doesn't really feel like it's coming together we don't really get enough time with any one story because like we keep moving away from harry and eggsy reconnecting so it's like really paced weird and then julianne moore's character is separate from the events of the movie and her connection is just that she is so powerful in the drug trade that everybody has smoked or done some version of any drug she's got out there and that then there's the whole subplot with the president and his like secretary where you're like what is this okay who is this about like the first kingsman doesn't cut away to like random characters 
who are also doing stuff in this movie. And for, is that Emily Watson? Uh, I think or, so. It looked it's really also familiar. crazy she's in it. But for her to be like, no, Mr. President, even drug users deserve to live. And for her to be just like, bang, bang, oh, I don't care. I'm a crazy Republican president. It's also kind of just like, yeah, I guess. But also, like, what does this have to do with Harry being alive or Julianne Moore having robot dogs or uh, Eggsy's fiance? being frozen in her apartment. Oh, it's because she like, smoked weed. Um, I know, but, like, okay. I don't know. So I would like to say two things about <laughs> this, story, this plot. One, sure, it is not a tight Edgar Wright script. It is a little bit of, like, an ADHD script, but I think <laughs> it works because you go off on tangents, which is, and this is, so as you guys have been describing and complaining, well, complaining is the word. <laughs> you might have noticed <laughs> yeah. that I had a little grin on my face. And I'm laughing yeah. because everything you're saying are the exact things that you guys also complain about with inherent vice. And the thing is, just wait, the golden circle is got to be a direct rip off the golden fang because the structure of that organization is the exact same other than to the dentistry as the golden fang and for him to go for the story to go off on tangents where you go that is exactly what pension does he'll go off for like a whole chapter and then you come back and you're back in the main story it is a different way of telling stories and i think what's happening is that you guys hate it <laughs> And I, and I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to say. Probably true. I, yeah, I mean, I still don't think it, and inherent blowing vice is a everybody, lot of fun, so. Blowing everybody up in the beginning is like a little bit of like a fuck you. And I'm kind of here for it. So that's what I'll say. Yeah. Everything you're saying is consistent with what you guys enjoy. No one is right. No one is wrong. But we just like different things. Sure. It is wandering. I, it is meandering. I, but I kind of I do think like this movie it. is has a worse like Metacritic than the first one. I'm sure. Probably. It does. It's not as good. Yeah. I I will admit it's not as good. Um. But even like Mission yeah. Impossible movies, if we want to talk about meandering plots, oh my god, they're all over the place. I struggled to follow them. But even then, I feel like there's like agents from the villain who propel sequences in the movie. Mm -hmm. And this just doesn't have it. Like, going to Statesman feels like, like, again, another movie where it's like, oh, they're going to, like, pair up and partner with this American organization. Um, And then they introduce Channing Tatum, have him in one half fight, and then he's out of commission for the rest of the movie. And you're like, what is the plan with Channing Tatum? Why the fuck would you cast Channing Tatum? Honestly, one and then of the, put him on ice. The biggest are offenses, you crazy? One of the biggest offenses of this movie is to bring. I remember see, like Tierney probably saw the trailer and was like, "Ooh, Pedro." I saw the trailer and was like, "Ooh, Channing." <laughs> so, uh, the fact that Channing is literally put on ice after being in the movie for like ten minutes is a crime, and yet has a higher bill than Pedro. 
Yeah, I mean, I think right. that that's just like a sign of the who was more popular in 2017. Probably. And this this is the this is exclusively the wave from Oberyn and Game of Thrones. That yeah. is why Pedro Pascal is in this. His newer stuff, he's got a lot more momentum behind him now. Yeah. But this is very early Pedro. Uh, and also a Pedro Pascal performance I did not like at the time and don't care much for now. <laughs> and remains one of the reasons I was pretty doubtful for a very long time of the the fervor behind Daddy Pascal. I'm on board now. I get it. I think he is good. You guys heard it here. Other stuff. You guys heard it here first. Matt does not think Pedro Pascal is daddy. So cancel Matt. I did not <laughs> cancel, before. Cancel, cancel, Wonder everybody. Woman 1984. <laughs> Not daddy. Okay. Step. But if you watch. Step daddy. If you watch the like press junket stuff. Very daddy. Because he. Yeah. Because he's. Because he is daddy. Some of the characters that he plays are extremely not daddy. Right. Right. But also like the lasso is so ridiculous in this. I don't. I was going to say. I actually don't have a problem with the the lasso. Like ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> so ridiculous! So seriously, when he the shot where he like lassos that dude after it's gone electric, and then like it cuts, cuts him, in, him half. in half. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, let's talk. Are we um, done with plot and emotional resonance? Can we go on to visuals? Yeah, let's do it. Because yeah. I also have problems with the visuals. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man! Uh. uh I said that I'll the let you go, fight choreography is a lot better than Edgar Wright's. Um, and that, mm-hmm. that intro cab scene fight is awesome. I think that Matthew Vaughn, like his... The the way he moves the camera around is fascinating. And I think that, like like I said, I, I, I said this up top, his... And I wrote it in my notes. I think his action set pieces are just, like, on a different level than most yeah. people. And I think that, like... They're very flowy. In addition to that's what I was gonna say, like in addition to I think like the staging being really well done, like I think the actual fight choreography is really good in his movies. The camera is just so kinetic as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just like makes you really at least made me really into any fight sequence that was happening. Like I think a lot of action movies, especially like more like hand-to-hand combat type stuff, um, I feel like who the most movies are just like really quick cuts and it's kind of hard to tell like what's actually happening because it's edited in such a way that makes it hard to tell. And I think it's partially because, you know, if you're not if, if you're not like fucking Keanu Reeves, like you're probably not that good at stunt choreography. And mm-hmm. so I think like the like quick editing and quick camera movements, um, qu- like short camera movements can hide some maybe like not as good fighting, which I think is why the John Wick movies are so impressive is because you do have people who are really good at fighting. And so the camera isn't moving around as much necessarily in a ma- like in the John Wick movies as it is in a Matthew Vaughn movie, but like the static camera is able to capture the fight better. So I think like to me watching a Matthew Vaughn fight scene is always way more fun because the camera is is getting involved in the action as well. And I think it's like, rather than just having a static camera and just watching a fight happen, or what, like cuts. just kind of trying to figure out what's happening when between all the different cuts, 
like this camera is just like the uh, that cab scene that you were talking about like anytime like when Eggsy is like flying out of the window the camera goes out with him rather than just like being static and watching him go and I think that that just makes it so for just like so much more interesting fight sequences Um, and I do think that like Matthew Vaughn is one of the few people that I can think of off the top of my head who can do that so well I think another thing he does like building off of that is he'll also slow time down to give you a bigger mm-hmm. picture of what's happening and a lot of sometimes it's also done with for comedic effect like Elton John's drop kick is fucking <laughs> awesome when he's like in slow-mo and like looks at the camera and smiles <laughs> yeah Elton John in this we'll get to this in acting I love him <laughs> uh but but the in the first one too you remember when he cuts the girl with uh his boot um, yeah mm-hmm. so like not only do, is it a kinetic camera but it will slow down to give you a full picture of what's happening um yeah and it's i don't know it's really playful and fun i like it a lot and i think i've complained about this with Zack snyder and i think specifically of like wonder woman which is a movie i generally enjoy but there's a lot like i feel like a lot of Zack snyder directed action does that slow-mo too but for which wonder s- woman isn't but well right but i mean like it's the same like DCEU that like it's the Snyder verse right like it's it wasn't necessarily directed by him but it was all (laughs) it was all inspired by his style like he he was the house style and everybody like in the same way that like Marvel has their own house style and everybody falls in line Mm -hmm. he was the house style for DC so even though Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman there's just a lot of like Zack Snyder-esque stuff in there and like the slow-mo for him just always drives me crazy but for whatever reason it doesn't bother me with the Matthew Vaughn stuff. Because um, I think they're done for fun, not to be like, this looks so cool. Yeah, I think that that's probably true. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and they're very, like, when he does do slow-mo, they're very basic, like, center-focused f- composition. Um, yeah. Another one I thought was great was the scissor death at the end. Um, where the... Doesn't someone fall into? Or the oh, like falls the, on the, the scissors. Yeah, the scissors from the like the yeah. salon fall down. Yeah, that was good. That may, reminded me a lot of Edgar Wright. I was gonna say, I think like yeah. another thing that we didn't talk about earlier, but I do think is appropriate is like the Edgar Wright movie, the Cornetto trilogy is like you know we mentioned this on those pobs, but like those movies are pretty gnarly, and I do love that like this is a pretty gnarly spy movie. Like the camera does not shy away from somebody getting shot in the head and watching their brain explode out of the back of or their head. Or getting put in a, in a yeah. meat grinder. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how meat grinders work, but I think if, if I don't think that a meat it's grinder is good enough spit to spit out the clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it's good enough to differentiate. This is clothes. This goes here. This is me. Yeah. This goes here. Also, like, I don't like, think that's quite bones. how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> like it, it made for a funny gag, but I was just like, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, the last note I have for visuals is just <clears throat> the shot as Pedro Rose rolls over the counter at the end. I'm trying to even think of what it, is i think it rolls with oh it flips upside down yeah the camera flips with him yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that was so cool yeah matt's probably like boring dumb distracting 
No, I think the visual, like, I, I like the fighting style in the first Kingsman, and I feel like this one is, like, a little too much. Like, I feel like I'm being whipped around so constantly every fight <laughs> that it feels like the church fight in the first one or the bar fight are, like, the only two that are kind of like that in terms of this, like, really kinetic and, like, single shot kind of fight scene. But we get that so many times in this one that at the end you're kind of like, oh, but it doesn't feel as impactful anymore. Now we're just kind of like spinning around like a like a whip between every character and it's kind of like hard to tell who's getting stabbed or who's like getting knocked into what. But, I don't know, they're, they're still more fun than like Marvel fights where you're kind of cutting away constantly. But like, I think that was one of the problems I, I did have with this. Like visuals, specifically my problem with the visuals was around the fights all feeling like the same kind of thing. And like, what other even fights the action are set the piece of like, one? uh, I mean, none like that really. I think just like at the, at the end between Eggsy and, but even that, I, I don't think it's really a fight. I guess they're not fighting as much. And then there's the intro scene where he's being chased. Um, but I feel like they all have that kinetic energy. Anyway, go on. No, I, but that's about it. I think, like, even the the ski lift thing, like, spiraling out of control, it just doesn't really feel like mu- like anything. You're just kind of, like, seeing this thing go really fast and having them, like, whip against the wall and then swing. Like, it, And even just, like, them sliding in and stopping before this retirement home and having somebody be like, that's the best shit I've had in years. <laughs> like, I wrote that down uh, dialogue. It's just so corny. Here's just like here's 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 my thought process while this was happening, while that specific moment was (laughs) happening. I was like, I'm so over the trope of people just like seeing a fucking like something that is clearly going to destroy them, and just (laughs) standing still and being like, oh god, old Colin. I know, I know, I know, but, like, that's the, what's going through my head. I'm just, like, I'm just so fucking over this. Like, just, like, if you see something coming towards you that's clearly going to kill you, maybe make an attempt to move. Like, I get it that you're Fair, old. You okay. probably can't move very quickly, but you could probably at least, like, sit up in your chair and make it seem like you're going to get out of your chair. Having said that, as soon as it got to the line, that's the best shit I've had in weeks, I started laughing and I was like, all right, I'm fine. (laughs) It's okay in this specific moment. (laughs) It needs to stop everywhere else, but I'm okay with it here in Kingsman (laughs) 2. Yeah. Um, What was another visual? I did like the butterflies. I thought the butterfly, like, visions were fun. Um, Yeah. I agree that I thought, like... It was cool, but it also just felt like there was never there wasn't really any payoff to it. Like it was just like, oh, this is no. a, this is a thing that he's just gonna have to deal with, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have to deal with it anymore. But it's not like oh, mentioned. It's more like he, they keep thinking he's like not present, but he knows right. that whiskey is. I was gonna say cheating on them, uh, a double well, agent. I mean. <laughs> not wrong technically (laughs) no i agree with you but like yeah after all elton john says if you come if you save the world i'll give you a backstage pass which is clearly a reference to the first movie in which the princess promises anal yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Which was fun in this movie. We were like, well, you know what happens if you save the world. And we're like, oh, yeah, I saw the first one. I know, I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, like, there's the sequence, like, when he... Like, there's a couple times where he's just like, oh, like, I'm seeing these butterflies and it's throwing me off. And then, like, that's it. It's just like, it's something that's mentioned is going to be a problem. And then it is a problem. And then all of a sudden, it's just no longer a problem. And it just feels like we just dropped that little subplot because we didn't, like, it was going to be too complicated to keep that around. I'm going to insert a a criticism around uh, (laughs) that storyline as well in, in that... The emotional connection for me, I also didn't like that Eggsy, for the first half of the movie, is like, come on, Harry, you remember me. Come on, look at all the cool things we used to do. Remember, I love you. Uh, and then as soon as he's out on the field and fucking up, Eggsy's like, what the fuck, Harry? What is wrong with you? Get your act together, you idiot. And it's like, why are you better friends with Whiskey now? Why are you so, like... Oh, fucking Harry. It's like, you're the one who loved him so much ten minutes ago. Why don't you act like you actually care about him? But it's like, it switches on a dime. Suddenly he's mad about Harry getting his memory back. Like, you know what's been going on. Shut up, Eggsy. I think don't be a little asshole. compromising his safety, I think a lot of people would probably react a little irrationally. But still, it feels <laughs> mean. And it feels dumb to have him suddenly switch allegiances to be like, what are you talking about? Whiskey isn't meant to be trusted. You're crazy, Harry. And it's like, you don't even know whiskey. You've been on one mission in which you went to a music festival with him. So why are you suddenly so into him? Because he's daddy. Yeah, obviously. He lost his <laughs> father figure don't get enough and whiskey gained season. a dad. Yeah. Daddy. It's daddy. I can, I also, can agree I think we don't, don't get, get enough. enough whiskey. Sure. <laughs> Because it's like one, two, three, and then oh, he's the bad guy. Didn't you know that his uh, sister that. died because uh, somebody too drug wasn't his sister. It was his users childhood were... sweetheart, and they were meth addicts driving past. Who cares? <laughs> it's basically the same as Katana and Suicide Squad. With like that's Katana. The sword she uses, Tara is a demon soul. That needs... and you're like, we're ten minutes from the end. You are not allowed to introduce all this backstory now. <laughs> Get out of here. Are you kidding me? You are not allowed. That's how it feels in this. We don't even know who the fuck Whiskey is. Even though it's like His in name is an two, alcohol. And he's all like, of their and names are like Matt. any drugs. They're all, they're all alcohol. Okay. In so, the same know, but the way point that is, the he's other like ones suddenly are Arthurian knights. But question. If the statesman's thing is booze, which there's a line where Channing Tatum's like, our fa- like our founders got into alcohol, thank the Lord. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I have a note in here that it's just like, suits, and I, I get that this is like a spy thing, but I was like, suits seem wildly impractical for, for like hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, if their thing is alcohol and all of their code names are alcohol, okay, fine, that makes sense. But if the Kingsman thing is suits, shouldn't all of their nicknames be suits? Or like uh-huh. tie, like you're tie, you're double breasted, you're like wide lapel, like like. That's what's dumb is that they could have just done states. He could have been like, "I'm Agent Kentucky, and this is my partner Tennessee." They're named the statesman, and the names of states would be just as empty of meaning. <laughs> Maybe as it's a commentary liquor. on America in the sense that we have no myths or legends of our own. 
That's, I mean, that's probably accurate. But also, <laughs> it doesn't feel fun. Agent Tequila, did you even try? Are we on problem. to... We haven't even mentioned that Jeff Bridges and Halle Berry are in this movie. Why? I don't know. They don't give them anything to do. They're just also here. It's There's uh, too many people in this movie. I do have a note. What's going on with, with Jeff Bridges in this movie? There's a lot of... Like, he is making some really weird choices. Like, every time he's you on screen... No, no, I, like, I'm not mad at it. It's just, like, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it's so weird. Like, when he drinks yeah. the, like, when they, like, uh, do, like, a cheers for whatever, I can't remember. And he, he, like, spits it in the bucket. And then he just, like, spits it out immediately. And I'm like, what's happening? Because <laughs> like, he's doing it And he, taste. he'll, like, keep, like, yeah, like, dipping his finger in whiskey and then just, like, smelling it. And he's got, like, a weird, like, <laughs> like the the wig is terrible. Like, he's got, like, a weird half mustache it thing. It's just, like, it's so crazy. Every time he's yeah. on screen, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but they do that, like... And what is his code name? Sommeliers can't drink that much wine, and so they spit it out in the bucket. Sure. Uh, his code name is Champagne, uh, but everybody calls him Champ. Oh, right, because you right, pronounce right. the H in champagne so you do in america champagne is french tequila is mexican why are we ginger ale like why yeah and i guess that's what uh, that's not even alcoholic ale i know like why why don't you just do states or presidents or national parks the name's yellowstone like Give us something more than just like I'm whiskey and we work at a whiskey <laughs> company and this is ginger ale and okay. sometimes you mix ginger ale and whiskey. Here's what I will say: uh, the entire time I was just like, why aren't ginger ale and fuck? What's what's uh, Mark Strong's character? Merlin. Merlin. Why aren't they fucking? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Like a subplot. Like if we're gonna have. An unreasonable number of subplots in this movie. At least give us that one. <laughs> like, that would be fun. Okay, I love Mark Strong. Here's a, well, yeah, let's talk about Mark Strong's exit from this movie. Okay, not fucking yet. dumb. <laughs> Why bring a minesweeper and then step on a mine? What the point? What's the point of a minesweeper? Who's the minesweeper? Why even introduce that as a part of the? They have a mine. They have like, a little it's bat. the baseball That's bat that sweeper. turns into like a landmine detector. And guess what? It doesn't do shit because they still step on a mine. So it's like, why even introduce this into the story then? Just don't give them this tool and then have them step on a mine. And then it's like, oh, well, they couldn't avoid that. Instead, it's just like, oh, Okay, to be fair, Eggsy is always fucking up. So that is in character. Um, Are we, can we move on to acting? Yeah, I would love to hear what you have to say here. I don't necessarily, like, hate the acting, but (laughs) there wasn't anything in the acting that was like, yes, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but you need to understand that I do not watch this movie as if I'm Roger Ebert. I watch this movie (laughs) to be entertained and delighted in silly, ridiculous ways. So the first note I have is, all caps, what an intro, Pedro. No idea. I've already forgotten what his intro was. <laughs> All I know is I really enjoyed it. I think if they he's, show him in New York, I think. Yeah, he's in New York, and so Eggsy has to put like he's he has to put on the glasses to see him, and he's just like in hollow at the table. No, no. When they cut to him, when they say, our, "Yeah, well, I our mean, senior like, agent in New York," and then 
he does yeah something. so Eggsy puts on the glasses and he's in hollow but then it cuts to hit like an actual yeah. cut out of him and what is and he I, do? I don't remember what he says but I think he just says he's something just like, he's just like standing near there I think know, he skyline. winks at the camera maybe um Anyway, I said childhood Colin Firth is adorable, which you guys know because I almost cried in this movie. And so I think that's a testament to Colin Firth's acting. Um, Yeah, I mean, Colin Firth is innocent in this movie, I will say. What? (laughs) I do love him in this. I said Colin Firth is innocent. All of my complaints are like Colin Firth innocent (laughs) is is my take on I I cry. I wrote not me crying during the Mr. Pickle sequence. Um, so um then i wrote wrote pedro doing the fingering motion omg (laughs) (laughs) then i wrote god can you imagine if this movie would have come out now people would like the the gifts of that that would have just been everywhere a tiktok of it this is your job now no, it's okay. Um, and then I wrote, I love that Elton John is in this because I do love that Elton John is in this. And then I love that Taryn went on to play him. Oh, that's yeah. fun. I didn't even think about that. This is where it all started. Yeah. Also, this is a single man reunion. Okay. Uh, next on my list is... Uh, Who else was in A Serious Man? Julianne Moore and Colin Firth. No, they were in that other one. That Tuna, you keep going. They were they were in that other one. What was the? No. What else were you saying, Tierney? Michael Stuhlbarg <coughs> was in it. Okay. Yeah, it was Stuhlbarg, and Stuhlbarg's not here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next on my list, I just wrote Pedro with the pistols. Also, don't really remember. <laughs> I was in a fugue state. Uh, I wrote. I love that. Uh, Pedro's default, like factory reset, is just a horny man. <laughs> it got me so, so good. Funny. <laughs> when he's just like, I'm gonna fuck anything that moves. Who's this pretty lady? Oh my god, I've been devastated. <laughs> um, and then I wrote Elton John smashing the dude with the piano, and then a hyphen, all caps, give the people what they want. <laughs> I, on a somewhat related note, I have uh, Elton John screaming, what have you done to me, you fucking bitch, is, is comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> Just Elton actual John Elton John so screaming actually movie. those words at Julianne Moore. It's just perfection. Even if you look at him, like, in the background of scenes, he's always doing something funny, like, sassy yeah. people. And I thought he was great. I was like, Elton John needs to be in more shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other category I had was music, um, which I just, the needle drops in this movie are incredible. I thought the soundtrack is really good and how, like, once you go to America, you get the Kingsman theme, but, like, in a bluegrass vibe. Yeah. I thought that was really sure. cool. Yeah. How it carries through. And then the last thing, uh, which <laughs> Matt was already just complaining about, uh, Mark Strong's death. Um, but I... Uh, I enjoy John Denver because I'm at heart a 70-year-old man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I got, I actually got goosebumps at that last scene, so. Uh, different stories 2017. Different <laughs> 2017 was a big year for movies with Channing Tatum that also have Take Me Home Country Roads in them. Shout out Logan Lucky. 
Oh. <laughs> a movie I prefer to this movie by a pretty wide margin. <laughs> by Steven Sonobar. Uh, I mostly covered all of my things. There was one other note that I had that I wanted to um, bring up. Uh, and this is mostly for Tierney, but Matt, you might get some enjoyment too. Uh, did either of you catch the names of her robot dogs? Uh, I remember hearing them, but I forget what they are now. Yeah. Uh, one is like named... a week ago. Yeah, one is named Benny. And the other one is named Jet. Oh. <laughs> Which, of course, made me think, oh, yeah, Tierney knows where this is going. <laughs> when but, Ben Zobris played, <laughs> played for the Cubs, <laughs> his walk-up song was his shitty wife's shitty cover of Benny and the Jets. Oh. And every time we went to a game together, and even when we were watching the games on TV and you could just hear it, <laughs> you and I were both like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. No shade to the actual song, all of the shade to this version of the song. Well, it's kind of <laughs> ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, as, as soon as I saw that they were named Benny and Jet, I was like, oh, oh Ben Zobris. <laughs> Another good needle drop is uh, the Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Wednesday! Wednesday! Yeah. Wednesday! It's like, what day is it today? Elton John is so great. <laughs> Truly needs to be in more things. Yeah. Uh, he was really fun in this movie. I just wish that more things in this movie were fun. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, on to Q- Q&A. <laughs> I guess I, sh- um, I should have saved yeah. my question for, or I should have saved my Benny and the Jet situation for the Q&A since I posed it as a question. So, it's fair. sorry. I have a question for you guys. Do you think yeah. Julianne Moore uh, fed, or her character fed him a human burger, or was it a trick? A human burger. She fed him a human burger. <laughs> Why would she make it a trick? like a psychological he thinks he's eating a human burger but she actually swapped it with ground beef i know but why would she do that to like psychologically manipulate him but she's a bad guy which is something a bad guy would do too yeah i mean gotta feed him that real is she is she She manipulative bad guy or is she a cannibal i mean she didn't eat it why not both is what I have to say. Yeah, you know, but I she think can the be manipulative is what and she can do with the rest of that meat. Probably feed it to the other goons who are out and about. Or herself. Yeah. I mean, I assume she's got it. Like, where were they? Somewhere in the middle of like Colombia or something? Like, yeah. I assume I she's got it. The... I was in the Pacific, like Cambodia. Oh. I th- originally thought it was Pacific oh. too, but I think that don't they go to South Cambodia? America? Oh, it is Cambodia. Mm. All right. My bad. <laughs> I thought there Any, don't, is, anyway. wasn't there a map of South America at some point. Maybe There's I'm a map making of the this world up. Where all the drones were. <laughs> and the, <laughs> South America is part of the world, so yes, by default, <laughs> there was a map of South America. <laughs> Thank Your you. Eyes didn't Thank quite you. Move up and over. <laughs> yes. You're just, you're stuck Thank you for validating me, Tierney. I really appreciate it. 
your eyes glitched. It's like, oh. Anyway, that was my question. And then my other question is, when are you guys going to watch it again? (laughs) (laughs) So, as of right now, there are two Kingsman movies in development. One is a sequel to Golden Circle, and one is a sequel to The King's Man, the prequel that came out a couple years ago. Which is also I would good. L- love to never watch The King's Man again, is, my, is my take on oh, The King's Man. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it wasn't uh, as good, but I still remember it being entertaining. I just like Ray Fiennes. Yeah, I think I will probably rewatch really the Golden Circle please. before. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably watch whenever the if if the third Kingsman movie comes out, the sequel to Golden Circle, I will probably rewatch these two. So whenever that happens, it's currently just in development. So TBD on if it ever even comes to fruition. <laughs> but I will say to my point earlier, the crime of getting Channing Tatum, but then having him on ice for almost the entire movie does seem like they're going to rectify that in the third one when he's like looking fly as fuck in London. Well, is that part of this next one? I I think so. And Holly Berry will be in the field too. So you're just going to have to deal with agent tequila. Who is Halle Berry going to be fucking though? Because they killed off Mark Strong and maybe Taryn Edgerton. Harry? Well, but Harry's getting married. Oh, oh, Harry, sorry. I thought you said I heard Taryn. Terry. And then yeah. I said Taryn. Yeah. Well, now he's a prince too. So it's interesting that Eggsy is a prince, Prince Eggsy. Yeah, literally rags to riches. Mhm. Look at that. Well, the original storyline. The original storyline carried through. It's true. Yep. <laughs> um, my question is: In France, what is the business that they run for their for their uh, special secret service? A cheese shop, and they all smell like farts. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I was gonna say, Don't yeah, ask cheese me shop. Is... <laughs> but then all of their nicknames are like Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, and okay, I like that. But now it's liquor again, and that feels like we're repeating that again. Okay, maybe they're just cigarette brands. Okay, yeah, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I accept. (laughs) I was going to say, like, a a bakery. They just do really good French baguettes, and then also Mm -hmm. our spies. But I think cheese is the better answer. Maybe they put weapons inside the baguettes, too. Oh, yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. Maybe it can be both, a cheese and bakery. Cheese and bread. A bakery, yeah. Yeah, classic combo. Yeah. What would Um, it be in Italy? uh, Pasta's too easy, so we got to get away from pasta. It would be like a shoe shop. I was going to say a shoemaker. Shoemaker. Which is basically just Geppetto. And Daniel Day-Lewis is just there. But Daniel Day-Lewis, not as as an actor. He's just like, (laughs) he's there as a shoemaker. (laughs) Their nicknames are types of pasta. Oh, Did you yeah, say that, yeah. Matt? Did I just repeat you? No. Oh. No, I was going to say a pasta shop. But mm. also, like, who's. I don't know. Dibs Should on. Italian, <coughs> shouldn't it be, like, <coughs> Roman gods 
or something. Dibs on Agent Bucatini, you know. You know what why I'm saying? Can't, why couldn't Why couldn't Roman <laughs> Agent Rigatoni? <laughs> Agent Papardelli. Agent Lasagna. <laughs> what's the worst? See, what's the worst one? A- Agent Penne? No. Cavatelli. Just spaghetti. Agent spaghetti. Spaghetti Agent macaroni. Agent spaghetti. Agent spaghetti. <laughs> My pasta's broken. Help, agents, beget. My pasta's broken. <laughs> Wednesdays are bad. <laughs> Elton John walks on screen and says, touch my spaghetti. Elton John walks on screen and goes, Wednesdays are bad. <laughs> Wednesdays are bad. <laughs> I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> I would pay $10 to see that movie. <laughs> They're going for the matinee. I, I would pay the regular <laughs> matinee price to see that movie. <laughs> oh, God. I actually um, don't have any questions. I, th- I thought I didn't have any, and then I burned one early, so that's on me. My bad, everybody. Um, my question is... Actually, yeah, I don't have one either. I was trying to come up with one in the moment, but I got nothing. We can end it. We don't need to hold our listener hostage. That's a good point. Well, great. Well, we did it, everybody. We made it through a second trilogy. Wow. And a spinoff. Wow. So now we've got one trilogy left. Matt, what are we doing yes. for that trilogy? Well, you gotta know, I had to go with my heart and pick a sci-fi drama High stakes action. James trilogy. Franco. No. <laughs> Andy Circus. Little guy named Andrew Circus. Andrew Circus. Ever heard of him? And I have chosen the Planet of the Apes new trilogy. I don't know what you call it. Planet Re- of the Prepositions. Trilogy? Yeah, it's the Matt Reeves universe. Planet of the Genitives. Starting... <laughs> Uh, but it's Rise, Dawn, War 4. Oh, God, I'm never going to get over it. And now they're back to Of. The, the next one is back still to back to I'm like, God damn it! It's extremely timely that we do this trilogy right now, because in several months it will not be a trilogy anymore. It will be four movies. So I'm getting it in before it becomes that. So uh, we're going to start with Rise of the Planet of the Apes on our next episode. So... Um, yeah, we're all done with uh, with this trilogy, and uh, I guess you could say those classic words that we all love to hear so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Those we Release love. us, please. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>